Ladies and gentlemen, you're tuned in to voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. We're coming to you live from the 42nd National Hard Money Conference, Pitbull of Hard Money, with the most interesting man in hard money, Leonard Rosen, putting on a great event here in Scottsdale, Arizona, you know, winding towards the end of the day here. And we have our next guest up from VIP Financial Education, Mr. Matthew Pillmore. Matthew, welcome. Thank you so much, Ryan. I'm glad to be here. First event. For me, for Pitbull. That's Great. awesome. Yeah. So, you know, we're breaking right into the my first question already is, you know, as a first-time attendee of Pitbull, what are your overall thoughts so far? First impression is almost all positive. I mean, it's a great demographic. Everybody here is uh, successful, accomplished, professional, ready to succeed right. uh, and take things to a whole nother level. So we couldn't be happier so far. Uh, I'm excited awesome. for the next two. I'm, I'm already signed up for, for the rest of the year. So Oh, perfect. Well, we'll probably be seeing you at those events. Uh, like I was telling you off air, we've uh, done five consecutive Pitbull events uh, over the last couple of years. It's been an exciting adventure for us to uh, you know break into kind of a different aspect of the business community with private lending and some of those things that you know our traditional Voice America shows are not covering. So, you know, being able to get out there and network with the professionals in the industry and really, you know, dig in deep and look at the trends and what's going on and learn about it has been extremely fantastic. So uh, we appreciate your time and stopping by and, you know, tell our uh, listeners and our viewers a little bit about VIP Financial Education and what you guys do. I'd be happy to. So VIP Financial Education was created back in 2000. We're headquartered out of Denver, Colorado. However, we work with borrowers all over the country okay. and we teach a completely different curriculum than what most borrowers have seen when it comes <laughs> to uh, money and debt and credit and how the banks are earning. And, uh, you know, people leave uh, our classes um, awestruck from the standpoint of wondering why this has never been taught to them in the past. And, mm -hmm. and so what we're really focusing on is how can we help people optimize their general creditworthiness okay. in order to access uh, exorbitant amounts of mostly unsecured capital. So okay. we focus on these very special types of both business and personal capital accounts. And then we show our, uh, our, our students how they can put that money to work in order to really exponentially grow cash flow. So it's not necessarily your, your standard person who's, you know, like a professional in the whole fix and flip thing. These are, uh, you know, your everyday Joes and, and, and gals that you guys are kind of, you know, uh, restructuring their education as it relates to finance to be able to leverage capital that's available and then what allow them to, you know, get into this space with private financing and, and do uh, some residential uh, uh, maybe fix and flips or some other kind of investments? Uh, I mean, you, you said it perfectly. Here's what I found, and it's kind of interesting. You know, the, any homeowner would, would stand to benefit by not just tens of thousands literally hundreds of thousands of dollars <laughs> yeah. in preventable interest costs. When you look at your 30-year loan, it, it's costing you an absolute fortune, yeah. even with record low interest rates. Yeah. And so when we, uh, when we consider that, sure, Joe and Jane homeowner are perfect candidates for this education. However, what I've learned over the years is the traditional entrepreneur and the traditional investor, whether it be uh, kind of first time and just getting your feet mm -hmm. wet or seasoned in uh, a large portfolio, uh, they tend to get it a little bit more quickly. So, uh, you know, I encourage everybody to really take a look and yeah. see how they might be able to kind of restructure what they've been doing with the banks. So since you guys are, you know, mainly kind of an educational uh, destination, right? Absolutely. And, and teaching. Um, 
what kind of uh, seminars or events and things do you guys put on to, to provide the, the platform to educate those folks? Sure. So, you know, we're, we're in one to three cities a week, but we are a relatively small firm and we choose to keep it that way. So, you know, the majority of our audience comes from online and okay. uh, yeah. the, the best location or destination for uh, the, the growing curriculum that we're, we're constantly pushing out is YouTube. Our YouTube channel okay. can be found at VIP Financial Ed all one word, okay. VIP financial ed. And, you know, we just welcome anybody to come and see. We're, we're normally putting out anywhere between one to three new videos every week on that channel. So, Oh, awesome. Yeah. So you guys are really, uh, you know, leveraging content to get your message out there. And, you know, I know we were talking offline uh, a little bit about that because some synergies that, you know, we have at Voice America with your guys' approach on the content marketing uh, strategy and, you know, really leveraging the creation of content to, you know, inform and educate people, which is, you know, the main reason why Jeff Spinard, our CEO, created Voice America in the first place was, you know, we, we were, uh, or he was kind of uh, uh, stuck, right, with the traditional radio model with a, uh, you know, your, your broadcast tower and that radius that you can only hit from a certain area. And he, you know, said there's got to be a better way to bring a, a, a educational and informative talk radio to people um, in, a, in a manner that we can go global. And uh, that was the idea behind what launched Voice America back in 1999 and kind of paved the way for us to be where we're at now. So it's really Really cool to see that there's you know other people's in different verticals that are kind of leveraging the same ideas that Voice America has to really get their name out there. No question. I mean, the, the key is just breaking down geographical barriers, and I think that's right. huge. We get people internationally commenting, uh, reaching out for uh, various guidance uh, every single week, and you know we're, we're you know we're not a huge channel either. You know we're, we're roughly a million views and maybe ten thousand subscribers as of today, but you know it's growing and it's growing quickly and I think that the key is really just giving people as much as possible right don't hold back don't dangle carrots just truly be there to be uh, <laughs> you know somebody that wants to influence and empower and yeah. you know you talk about it great when you're dealing with education the key here is just giving people a platform to start with right and it doesn't mean that they're not still going to need your help and right. I think a lot of business owners fear that by giving too much yeah, they're, they're, actually they're afraid that the they're, yeah, I'm teaching them that all the things that they need to do to go do it on their own That's rather right. than coming to us. But, you know, it's, it's all about, you know, being uh, uh, forthright with the information. And it's like, look, if you do your due diligence, the information I'm giving you is already out there anyway. So why not get it for me? So then when you do have questions about it and you want to move, you know, maybe to a little bit more advanced, you know, feature set or something like that, you call me for that because that's, that's right. what we do. That's right. Right. Well, you know, it's fun because our topic is one of those unique conversation points where you can never run out of content. We're dealing with optimizing cash flow, And there are two specific ways of doing that. You make more money and you spend less money. And <laughs> within that, there are infinite subtopics. And, yep. <laughs> and I love that. I mean, let me give you one really cool example before you know, we, we move, move on. But uh, I'm out at lunch today at the event and a guy sitting across the table from us, a guy I know well, Charlie, uh, he's <laughs> talking about uh, this strategy he uses to purchase his clothing. And you and I were talking about suits earlier. And he said, you go into your suits or you go into your, your, your shirts or your, or your pants and you look at the tag and you type in the, the actual purchase code in there in Google and it'll pull up the actual manufacturer where people like Joseph A. Banks purchase their stuff created. Right. And right, so right. he's buying all of his Joseph A. Banks shirts for $17 direct off of Google. He knows the fit already, just like you yeah. do with your suits. Yeah. And he's getting $180 dress shirts yep. for 17 bucks. Listen, that to me is a cash flow optimization strategy. Well, right? exactly. You want to limit your output, right? 
got to limit the output. That's right, baby. <laughs> Spend less. Spend yeah. less. But listen. Winston, our executive producer, him and I have these conversations all the time. We, we love suits and we love all that stuff. And, you know, it's always like, where can I find the best suit for the cheapest amount That's of right. money to make me look the best without going crazy? Because I'm not going to, you know, it's great if you want to have an Armani suit on and have that tag that costs $1,000. But you know what? I can accomplish the same thing for 100 bucks, right? right? And keep that other $900 to go out to one hell of a dinner. Getting the same thing for less. <laughs> we talk about it all the time. You know, one thing that I've never gravitated towards were these other financial educators like Dave Ramsey and Susie Orman. Listen, I was going to bring all, him up too. <laughs> they're all about sacrifice. They're all about cutting back. And, you know, I think that when you're dealing with finance 101, when you're dealing with getting your financial ducks in a row, sure, this is a perfect place to start. But when you're ready to graduate into the big boys club, as, as uh, <laughs> Leonard might call it, right? right? Listen, you, you got to really start to say, how can I design a lifestyle? Because that's what we're here for. I don't want to give up $6 coffees and travel and and helping my community <laughs> and going out to eat. So at, at the end of the day, show me how I can spend less and have the same or even better lifestyle. Yeah, because and the whole, you know, we we're talking about, you were talking about Dave Ramsey and I, and I listen to Dave Ramsey because there's a couple of things that he teaches, which I, I appreciate. Like, you know, when you talk about getting out of debt, you know, the debt snowball function is actually a pretty good plan, right? Of, of, I can of, crush it. Of I maximizing can, it. We'll, I can we'll crush talk it, but about I do that. like, I do like the right. plan, but I can uh, crush it. But I'm not going to live on beans and rice, like he says, you know <laughs> what I mean? I don't want to drive a $3,000 car. I mean, it's great if you have a $3,000 car and all, but, you know, um, I'd like to get to point a and b with like my air conditioning working i live in phoenix is 110 degrees it doesn't work with a three thousand dollar car <laughs> telling you i know you know I, and, and i agree I, I think anyone that's teaching general financial discipline i'm going to stand behind but yeah our concepts are quite a bit different so uh, people tend to recognize that right away when they come in and they, and they uh, start sorting through our content they're they're very uh pleased to see that there are better options, and, and that's, uh, that's something that, you know. So let me, let me give into. you a um, – I'm a radio guy, right? So I listen to radio, talk radio, like, all the time, whether it's our own stuff to critique what we're doing or, you know, what other people are doing out there in the market. So typical questions that I hear in financial radio shows are like, I have a $15,000 mutual fund. It's not performing very well. What do I do with that? Mm -hmm. What's your answer? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> You know, here's at the end of the day, uh, my specialties are unique. What I am not is an investment advisor. advisor That's right. right. Perfect. What I focus my energy on is cash flow. I care more about cash flow than anything. I believe very, very strongly, and others may not agree, that cash flow is the single most important number to us financially mm -hmm. of any. And this, to me, is defined as the difference between all sources of income and all sources of expenses, right? Yep. Whatever's left over at the end of the month is what gives you choices, I think cash flow equals choices. And from my experience, very few people show up to one of my classes who doesn't ultimately tell me they're looking for that financial freedom, whatever that means to them. <laughs> and freedom to me means freedom of choice. choice I want yeah, to be able yeah. to choose what I I'm doing with my agree. time, even yeah. if that means I work until I die. So, you know, cash flow, that discretionary income is critical because, uh, you know, having coached people one-on-one -on -one now, thousands of families for the last mm -hmm. dozen plus years, People who don't have it just don't have any options. Right. So we have to start to look for how do we make more? How do we spend less? Investing requires a team. I absolutely, you know, it, it, the recommendation I would have is surround yourself with very talented people who can help you <laughs> invest in the right things. That's not me. The other side of the equation yeah, is because the stock market is tricky. 
You know, it to is. understand bear and all those different terms. It's like for your average Joe and Jane homeowner, they don't know anything about that. Neither do I. I don't frankly. either. <laughs> my, pre- my preference is real estate yeah. and businesses. I can understand both of those two things. Regardless, uh, even in spite of having many opinions on both of those two things, <laughs> my real expertise and specialty and what people pay us for is to help them manage their debt. How do we take 30-year mortgages and say, you know what, I'm not actually excited about paying almost what I borrow in interest Mm -hmm. with these extraordinary rates. We walk around bragging about our rates. What I feel we've been misled into thinking is that interest rates are more important than they are. Now, my theory is that what we care most about is total interest costs. How much in actual dollars and cents are we going to pay? Forget about your 4%. And so when people start to think about it from that perspective, you've got to understand there are two different types, sides of the equation. We've got the rate and then the term. If I can take a loan and pay it off, a 12% loan in three, four, five, six months, you pay very little interest. Right. So what we're doing is compressing both simple amortization schedules and compound interest in order to pay things off yeah, and I think that, very fast. And it's extremely important, like you said, to manage your debt because if you, you know, if you have the ability to keep that debt on the low side, then you do have some financial choices because a lot of people, they get wrapped up in that term and that, and that rate just for the simple fact that they know that their budget only allows them $1,000 a month for a mortgage. And the only way to get a $1,000 a month mortgage is to you know, find that lowest interest rate, the longest term, That's whatever right. the case might be. That's right. But if you can, if you can you know, not be in debt and you can say, you know what? I don't, uh, uh, I don't need A, B, C, and D. Like my, my house, I cut out cable. I'm like, I don't need cable, right? I got an antenna. I can watch TV there. I did the math on what we were spending on a yearly basis. And I'm going, well, if I can take that amount of money on that, on that portion, just cut back a little bit on something that's really not necessary, leverage that, get myself into a shorter term loan, have more capital to put into that, pay my house off faster, get into equity faster. I put myself in a cash flow positive scenario much quicker. Right? No doubt. No doubt. And what it's doing is actually giving you so much more buying power, investing power. It's giving you so much better banking or borrowing strength. So you're actually, when you're walking into the bank, allowing yourself the opportunity to leverage more. Right. So here's where it gets a little tricky. I love leverage, <laughs> but I hate debt. So obviously I'm, I'm picking a fight with myself here, right? But at the end of the day, <laughs> I believe- Do you argue with yourself in the mirror? Uh, well, I have to when it comes to this subject. Here's the thing, and, and we mentioned this briefly before our conversation um, uh, on air today, in that we have this, this also miseducation floating around where there is uh, something dubbed good debt. And you talk with people about this concept, and they they've fairly easily define it as, you know, consumer-related debts, credit cards, and maybe even auto loans are are the bad debts. Right. Things like mortgages or even leveraging into income-producing assets mm-hmm. is considered good debt. Right, because there's a liquid asset, right? That's exactly right. And you'll hear it all the time. If, uh, real estate investors, as an example, will say, well, my tenants are paying my mortgage. My argument is this. No, they're not. Your tenants are never pulling out a checkbook and writing a check to your bank and saying, for Ryan's mortgage. Right. right. They're paying you. You're paying your mortgage. What happens if that mortgage was gone tomorrow? Free and clear. You own the house. It's, it, it's your asset. Your cash flowing. That's right. And who's keeping that check? You are. So instead of it passing through your bank and going to your mortgage servicer, mm-hmm. you, the money stays with you. And I think that concept begins to resonate with people. And so I encourage people to look at it a little different way. My recommendation is to start considering leverage a necessary evil. I think it is the single most important ingredient to wealth creation. I think without it, 
you're missing the boat. You're never going to get as far as somebody who is properly leveraging. Mm -hmm. But if the banks have it their way, how long would you Forever. and I stay in debt? Forever. That's right. So if you know that the banks want that to happen <laughs> and you're a believer that they're not building their rules for you, then we can easily agree that, hey, maybe it makes sense to consider a compression of that timeline. And so one thing I wanted to, to dovetail on on your cable bill there, you know, if you're spending 1200 bucks a year on that thing, and that goes to your mortgage. Just one extra payment of mortgage payments yep. a year will eliminate almost six, seven years of your yeah, total and, term. And, and for a homeowner, too, it's got to feel really good to be able to know that, you know, if you make 12 payments, we talked about this before, and it's like, you know, one of the payments, it's $112 or whatever, is actually going to your no, principal. And knowing that you can put that other 1200 into straight to the principal to get yourself faster. And I actually did a uh, on a spreadsheet an amortization over time of, you know, what would that look like if you were to make 13 or 14 payments a year and it took the 30 year loan and made it payable in like 20 years right, right? which was cool but for, still to me not 20 we're going to talk after this because I got some stuff maybe you can help me out with sure. uh, on a personal term and kind of look to. at that but you know this is exactly the kind of stuff that we're talking about on Voice America and really you know wanting to educate inspire people to kind of think outside the traditional box and you know learn something a little bit different than what they've been uh, 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 you know kind of been predisposed to over time what their parents taught them because that old way of thinking and that old mentality of, you know, the four letter word of bank, right, just really isn't necessarily uh, the, the the way to get the cash flow pieces and being able to leverage a great credit score with some liquid income and really build that into some leverage is, is something we're looking at, right? Absolutely. And, and you know, we can take that same 30 year loan and the, the, the average student that practices what we teach, they can knock that out entirely in three to 10 years would be our most typical term closer to five right down the middle so you know you look at saving 25 years on a mortgage and then compounding that could be a hundred thousand dollars or more easily easily uh, it's it's rare when we don't save at least a hundred thousand in interest take your property knock the price tag down by a hundred grand if i could walk down the street and say would you buy that if it were a hundred thousand under market would you buy that if it were a hundred thousand under market yes. would you buy that there wouldn't I'd be buy a property. all of them that's right <laughs> and yet everybody seems to overlook that this can happen through the back door so right. again vip financial ed on youtube you can see a lot of the math we just like to uncover and strip away Forget about the concepts. I mean, this is fun to, to chit-chat about. Absolutely. But you know what? Let's talk two plus two because right. that's what yeah. really works. Well, you know what? You guys hear it right here on Voice America. Go check out VIPfinancialeducation.com. Of course, they're on YouTube as well, VIP Financial Ed. And then, of course, you guys can always email Matt for some more information on how to get signed up with VIP Financial Education. Matt at VIPfinancialeducation.com. Matt, I want to thank you so much for joining us today and you know uh, bringing us into the world of the different side of the box and learning a little bit about that we appreciate it guys we're right here at the 42nd national hard money conference we're with matt pillmore from vip financial education learning something new today guys check us out uh, on demand we'll have all the content available for podcast on google play um, itunes tune in stitcher and of course the voice america mobile application we're going to take a quick commercial break when we come back we'll bring you some more in-depth interviews and insights from pitbull conference right here in scottsdale arizona stay tuned 